Hello, friends. So glad that we can join together in worship today. I'd like to read a passage of scripture as we begin from Ephesians chapter 3, Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And now listen to this. Verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. My friends, he is able to do more, immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine. Do you believe that today? Do you believe the truth of God's word today? He is able to do more than you could ask or imagine in any aspect of your life. Whatever you're praying about, whatever needs you have, whatever concerns you have on your heart today, He is able to do more than you can imagine. He is our way-making God. He's our promise keeper. He's alive. He's working. So let's sing in faith today. Let's sing this song in faith today and declare He is our way-making God. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Let's sing that again. You are here. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, I worship you. All right, let's declare it. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. 
Well, good morning. Uh, good to be with you. My name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org, hopeforvermont.org. We want to say happy Mother's Day. Thank you for uh, joining us and being a part. Uh, it is good to be a son, and it's good to have my mom still with us. And Sharon Fuller, make sure you wish her a happy Mother's Day. And then my wife, Bethany, uh, amazing mom. Um, just love her so much. And uh, Michael and Jay, your mom is is the best. So we say happy Mother's today. We thank you for joining us. Uh, we encourage you and welcome you to join us in person at nine o'clock across the Brook Middle School in the cafeteria. We have a special gift uh, for all moms, all the women actually today to come and uh, be a part. That's 9 a.m. across the Brook Middle School in Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. We gather in person nine o'clock on Sunday mornings also we are on youtube facebook instagram twitter if you'd like to uh watch us there follow us there you are certainly more than welcome to do so and again on uh youtube it is living hope wesleyan uh at hope for vermont and living hope wesleyan church are the different places you can find us there so we do say happy mother's day we thank you for joining in thank you for uh liking subscribing sharing encouraging others to listen to the podcast following and everything that you do uh the call to worship this morning this will be read by dennis doherty at the in-person worship gathering dennis serves on the local advisory council it's from proverbs how appropriate on mother's day Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect the field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. This again from the New Living Translation of Proverbs. Proverbs 31, verse 18. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own uh, Bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. And that's what we want to do uh, this morning is to um, celebrate the wives and women and moms in our lives and just to say thank you, God, for bringing them into our lives and letting us uh, learn so much from them and from one another. So thank you um, 
for celebrating this Mother's Day with us and make sure that you celebrate your mom today. I do understand there are those that have not had uh, great relationships with their mom, and we just extend um, prayers for you and that you would know God's love and his healing uh, the, whatever situation that you've participated in and had to experience. But we are so grateful that God loves us and he fills those gaps and he is with us. So we say, um, praise the Lord today. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are for us. We thank you for what you have done and how you help. We thank you that you lead and you guide and you give us great hope. May we just courageously choose to obey and follow you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we say thank you. Amen. As we continue this morning, you certainly are uh, instructed to open your mobile device and uh, subscribe, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Living Hope Wesleyan. That's the name of the podcast, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. Just subscribe, Living Hope Wesleyan. We're also on Spotify, uh, YouTube channel, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, Facebook, Twitter. It's all around uh, at Hope for Vermont. And again, the uh, podcast you can see it's at Living Hope Wesley, and the same uh, as our Instagram. As we look this morning, we just want to say that uh, you are to be encouraged today. You are to be filled with hope. We do have a friend that her mom passed away when she was young, and Mother's Day has never been a day of celebration. But we pray on this day that the church, the body of Christ, can reveal and reflect that you can feel and know and sense and receive the presence of God, that your Heavenly Father loves you, that He embraces you, that He wipes away every tear, that He knows, He understands, that He cares, and that He can not only get you through this day, but He can give you great hope in this day as we celebrate our moms or the lack of or the lack of a positive relationship, we can still celebrate the Lord in whatever situation we find ourselves. Kids packs will be available at Children's Church. What a weird transition. But uh, they will be available as we seek to develop and um, become the church that cares about families and kids. And this is where I probably should do this offline, but I will say it online. This whole Roe versus Wade decision. I'm very much pro-life, but I am more than pro-birth. I think that the church needs to step up and step in as there are so many children requiring foster care that need to be adopted. So many children that have single moms that would love for that single mom to be cared for, to be nurtured, to be taken under their wing, to be given a gift card, to be taken out for a meal, to have help with her laundry. We just pray that the church would rise up, the church would stand up, the church would not just hold picket signs but the church would get involved and say that we care for people and because we care for people whatever decision is made we are going to care for those that are alone that are lonely that are in need that we the church would not just point figures and want laws to be changed but we the church would be the hands and feet of Jesus that would share his love and involve our lives into people's spaces that we would truly be the church that is known for our love, his love for us, and our love for him and for one another. 
as we move forward, connection cards, we want to connect with you. A lot of things are going on. You can certainly text the best email address to contact you to my personal cell phone number. You see it on the screen. Uh, so text us there. If you're watching online or listening on the um, uh, podcast, just go to the YouTube channel. You can see my number there as well. As we uh, seek to be the church, we want to be the church that loves people because God loves us. And we say, Happy Mother's Day once again to each of you. We say that with the understanding that we are to do more than just to smile and say things. We are to live, and the only way we can live appropriately is fall found in this month's memory verse. This is from Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, his witnesses, the witnesses of God, of Jesus, the one that has done great things for us. The Holy Spirit helps us telling people about Jesus everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It's where you live, it's where you work, it's where you go, it's where you hope to vacation, and to the ends of the earth. This is the memory verse, this is the power, this is what God has promised us, what he has given us, the Holy Spirit, his presence that speaks to us, that encourages us, that convicts us to a point where we know that we are becoming better. We are becoming more like him. We are growing in wisdom and in stature, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be his witnesses, telling people about him everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will tell people everywhere about who Jesus is because of what he has done in your life, in your home, at your workplace, where you shop and where you vacation, where you hope to go, where you are sent, wherever you walk. You can't help but display the love of Jesus, what he has done in you by his grace through faith, that we will be his witnesses through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. At the in-person, we are still looking for those that could help us with live worship music. This singing, this music leads us into worshiping God in maybe a more effective way. We would love for you to uh, be involved as you would like to. Just contact me, pastor at hopeforvermont.org, pastor at hopeforvermont.org. As we go into our prayer time, there are so many requests. Today, we do want to pray for the moms the mothers, those that have been unable to get pregnant, those that have been broken by a bad relationship with their mom. We want to lift up those that God sees, that he knows you by name. So Jesus, we thank you that you love us and you know the situation. You understand if we've had a wonderful, godly mom, or we had a mom that tried her best, or we had a mom that was distant, that did not love us or seemed to love us. You know the struggle and the pain of those that have had miscarriages, those that have not been able to become pregnant, those that would love and long to have a child of their own. You see the brokenness, you have heard the cries, you understand the pain. So Father, we just pray that you would fill in 
the gap, that you would reside and remain, and as we remain in you, we would trust you. And Father, for those that just need to know that you care, let them know today how much you do care. And Father, may we as a church celebrate the women in our lives, the women in leadership, the women in our community, the women that are taking part and leading this nation, the women that have a name throughout the world. May we just pray for your help to be with them, for your presence to be known in them, and that through them, others might come to know you. So, Father, we pray for those that need you. We pray for those that have you. We pray for us that we might display you. We thank you, Jesus, because you care. We thank you, Jesus, for this Mother's Day. We can celebrate on the calendar by remembering that you have created us to declare you to all and that we might love you and make you known. Father, we thank you, and it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, amen, and uh, I do get excited about Mother's Day. I guess I'm just fortunate to have had a wonderful mom, a terrific grandmothers, to have my wife um, just be a tremendous mom to our children, uh, to get to know her mom, Almina, who passed away the summer we got married, and to understand some of the pain that many feel uh, on this day that we celebrate Mother's Day. As we continue, we just uh, do thank you for your continued giving and tithes and offerings for, um, <coughs> excuse me, giving uh, online, the Be Generous tab at hopeforvermont.org. You can give there. Mailing checks to the uh, physical location of the Chapel Campus, 5793 Waterbury-Stowe Road. That's Waterbury Center, 05677. Or just giving in person at the 9 a.m. Sunday morning worship service or during your life group. We just thank you so much. And I am so grateful that Missy uh, has taken over the um, uh, bookkeeping role. And we are uh, underway making great traction starting this new church calendar year. Uh, which goes from May until April. So we're excited. We're going to uh, keep you up to date on everything that's taking place. And we're just so excited to have you a part. One thing that we begin this Tuesday, if you'd like to help, you certainly can. From 7 until 9 on Tuesday morning at the Chapel Campus, we're going to be giving away free coffee. Free coffee at the Chapel Campus, 7 to 9 a.m. We're going to have tables set up outside with uh, the Keurig machines. We actually have three of those single uh, cup machines that people can drive in, stop in, get a uh, free cup of coffee. Hopefully we'll have real milk or half and half instead of just the powdered stuff, but it should be a great way. Hopefully the community uh, sees that we love and care for them as well, and this is uh, something that your tithes and offerings go to, that we would show the community that we are for them, whether they attend our church or not, that God loves them and we care about them as well. So that's Tuesday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Uh, throughout the rest of this month. Well, as we continue, I just say happy Mother's Day. And there is a poem I wanted to read. The author is unknown. It's called A Mother's Love. A Mother's Love. There are times when only a mother's love can understand our tears, can soothe our disappointments, and calm all of our fears. There are times when only a mother's love can share the joy we feel when something we've dreamed about quite suddenly is real. There are times when only a mother's faith can help us on life's way and inspire us in confidence we need. 
from day to day. For a mother's heart and a mother's faith and a mother's steadfast love were fashioned by the angels and God sent from above. Oh, amen to that. And once more we say, Happy Mother's Day, moms. We do want to celebrate you, and we want to continue to celebrate you with uh, the scripture and the sermon today. So uh, let's get to it, and uh, thank you so much for making time to be a part this morning. Uh, we wanted to just talk about ancient culture with the same human nature. As we look at the Old Testament, we are looking at some ancient culture things that do not make sense to us, that we would say in the Wesleyan denomination and many other churches are not appropriate, that do not make sense. And so we're just going to talk about how ancient culture is different, but the human nature is still the same. So let's look at 1 Samuel uh, verses 1 and 2. There was a man named Elkanah who lived in Ramah in the region of Zuth, in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jerahim, son of Ilya, son of Toho, son of Zuth of Ephraim. So I probably mispronounced those names, but um, you can correct me at another time. And we just look at the background, who this person was, because he married two wives, Hannah and Peniah. Penea, I'm saying that wrong, name wrong as well, but she had two children, but Hannah did not. This is where uh, ancient culture allowed for, was prone to, justified having multiple wives, but the same human nature. We do not uh, talk about having multiple wives today, or hopefully we do not, or if we do, it's in a negative context. But this is what I wanted to point out, but Hannah did not. Hannah did not have children. Hannah did not have children in those days as around the world even today. And some, perhaps, we are getting over the stereotype. And maybe it is not truly accurate, but I still think that most women do want to become mothers one day. And so you had to fight this because some people, this one wife had children and the other did not. As we look down, Verse 3, each year Elkanah would travel to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of heaven's armies at the tabernacle. This is not saying that you should go and worship only once a year, just so we're on the same page. The priests of the Lord at the temple at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas. On the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions to the meat um, of the meat to uh, Peniah, and each of her children, and though he loved Hannah, and though he loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. Hannah had not. The Lord had given her no children. Interesting how we read the Bible and we understand the backstory that it was God's choice. It was not just something that took place. You could say, well, God's in control of everything. But for whatever reason, sometimes God does things to prove himself, to show himself. And we think, no, you're just making me miserable. Why can't I have it now? But God wants to show us something in the future. Perhaps you could even say with my parents who could not have biological children of their own and then they adopted 
my sister sarah we are not of the same korean family of the same korean dna at least not that we know of and then they adopted my brother jamie my brother jamie lives just south of boston he has a wife jen who is battling cancer right now and we thank you for your continued prayers for her and their family but then they were put on a waiting list for a third and Oh yeah, that third was me. So my parents could not have biological children of their own, but I would say, I like to suggest, I believe that things worked out. And sometimes in our pain, God works them out to bring us great joy after the fact, not in the pain itself. So Pania would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. She would taunt and make fun. This is the human nature, even in ancient culture, the human nature to taunt, to make fun, to be jealous. Perhaps this is another reason why you should not have multiple wives. Perhaps this is why it is not right to do such a thing. But she would taunt and make fun of Hannah. Verse 7, year after year, it was the same. She would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time Hannah would be reduced to tears, it would not even eat. She would be reduced to years. It was the same year after year after year after year. Have you ever experienced that where year after year you think God has forsaken you? You think God has forgotten you? You think God will not answer your prayers? You think what you have done is not worthy of his forgiveness? You think what you have done... You want to blame him. You want to point your fingers to him. But what Hannah never did is blame God. She just went to God and asked for his help. She was reduced to tears. It would not even eat. Have you ever felt that type of hurt, that type of pain, that type of, uh, you can't even come up with a word. And that's why the Lord understands the groanings that the... English language or whatever language you speak, it doesn't even make sense. It's just like, oh, I just, oh, filled with anguish and great pain. God understands. The Holy Spirit interprets that prayer. Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah would ask. Why aren't you eating? This is what I can say, I guess, a typical husband. Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having 10 sons? This made me laugh because, well, I could see this kind of myself. Why are you crying? Why, why don't you even eat? Like, you have me. I'm your husband. Come on now. Like children, like there's birth pains, birth pangs. There's uh, all sorts of things that you have to take part in that are difficult, that are a struggle. Hey, come on, Hannah. You have me. You have your husband. What else do you need? Why are you upset? Maybe you can relate to that. I just found that kind of amusing that the husband sometimes does not know the inner groanings, the deep anguish that's taking place. Maybe because he's married to two women, he can't see how one is hurting and the other is not. He can't see deep inside. Perhaps it's communication. You could have a whole sermon on this regarding relationships and marriage, but that's not where I'm going. I'm just saying that he was kind of... uh, Uh, he had no idea. He was oblivious to the fact that Hannah was in such pain. He said, isn't it better to be married to me than have 10 kids? Come on now. That's fine. (laughs) 
anyway, you can laugh at that. You could type in your smiles and you laugh in the emojis with in the chat. So we go on. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly, deep anguish and crying bitterly to the Lord. Deep anguish and crying bitterly. Deep anguish and crying bitterly. Have you ever felt that you are at rock bottom, that you are so hurt? That's where Hannah felt herself, and she goes on to pray. <clears throat> O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime, and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. That was the tradition in the ancient times regarding the religious uh, ceremonies, that they would not as cut his hair. You've heard the story, perhaps, of Salmon. She said this in tears. It was not uh, as eloquent as it is written. It was sobs and tears and those snot bubbles and those things that took place throughout. But tears is a language God understands. My dad told me this before, and it's been said often, that tears is a language God understands. God understands tears. He understands what is taking place. And you have to understand that this is one moment where an if-then statement made sense to God. Many times we do it with selfish thought. We do it just to get what we want, or we're in trouble, and we're like, God, if you get me out of this, then I'll do something good. Or if you do this, then, because we find ourselves in trouble, we find ourselves thinking selfishly. But this was not where she was. However, Eli, well, we'll get to that in a minute. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. He said, must you come here drunk? He demanded, throw away your wine. He's like, why are you here drunk? It kind of makes me laugh because actually now we would love to have people show up to church hungover. We'd love to see people come to church drunk because they knew it was a place of safety, a place of forgiveness, a place of salvation, a place of healing, and a place of freedom. But in the context of the story, he just thought she was mumbling. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you here drunk? Maybe he was a little bit jaded. Maybe Eli was a little bit judgmental. Maybe Eli was a little bit resentful of people showing up drunk because he had two sons that were scoundrels, two sons that were still in charge that were scoundrels. And well, let me go on to this. Um, First Timothy I'm sorry, 1 Samuel 1.15. Oh, no, sir, I have not been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged, and I'm pouring out my heart to the Lord. Maybe uh, he thought they were because his own sons were scoundrels. 1 Timothy 2.12, it says his own sons were scoundrels, so he thought that she may be a scoundrel as well. It was hard for him to realize or extend grace because even in his own family, he had a situation taking place. In that case, verse 17, Eli said, Go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked him. Go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked. In that case, being, uh, it's much different now, the high priest versus that of clergy or pastor. Very similar, but much different. Eli had heard why 
she was praying and crying out, why she was in great anguish and sorrow. And for whatever reason, probably because God spoke to him, that he could say with confidence, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked him. This was saying, your prayer has been answered. I wish that I could say that often. At times, I've had the privilege. It's probably one or two times where I've been able to say, what you are praying is God's will. It will happen. One or two times in my 47 years of life, my 20-something years of vocational ministry. I wish I could say that when someone prayed. Eli was able to say that because he had the confirmation of God from above that it was going to take place. And so can you believe the response? Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed, exclaimed, exclamation point. Oh, thank you, sir. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. There was something. There was a confirmation. This is why we need small groups. This is why we need a Christian people. We, this is why we need mentors and coaches and those established and rooted in the faith and understand the Bible that have experienced God in the past, that they would encourage us, that they would get us back to the point where we can eat again, that we can focus on Jesus, that we can understand his promises, that we can go after him and not be sad. Oh, thank you, sir. The entire family got up early. Can you imagine this? The entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to uh, Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And and, I love these ands. Ands are better than buts. Ands are better than buts. In a due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. She named him Samuel because she said, I asked the Lord for him. I asked the Lord for him. I asked the Lord. The next year, Elkanah and his family went to their annual trip to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. And to keep his vow. But Hannah did not go. She told her husband, wait until the boy is weaned. Then I will take him to the tabernacle and leave him there with the Lord permanently. I will leave him there permanently. I remember the if-then statement. I remember my promise to the Lord. I remember what I told the high priest Eli. I remember my commitment. I remember what I've dedicated to the Lord. I remember. So just one more year where he could be weaned. Will I keep my son? And then I will fulfill what I have promised, what I have said I will do. Whatever you think is best, Elkanah agreed. Stay here for now, and may the Lord help you keep your promise. So she stayed home and nursed the boy until he was weaned. When the child was weaned, Hannah took him to the tabernacle in Shiloh. They brought along a three-year-old bull for the sacrifice and a basket of flour and some wine. If you're listening to this for the first time, if you're unfamiliar with church, this is why Jesus came. So no longer were sacrifices needed or required, but Jesus paid the price for all of us. That no sacrifice would ever be needed again only for us to say that we will be a living sacrifice accepting God's grace by faith that he has done all that needs to be done that we are forgiven because of who Jesus is what he has done he's the same yesterday today and forever he's trustworthy he loves us he's a lift of our head he embraces us he cares about everything we are going through dealing with and have for a future this is Jesus after sacrificing the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. Sir, do you remember me? Hannah asked. 
I'm the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he granted my request. Now, now I'm giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped the Lord there, and they worshiped the Lord there. Why did they worship? Because uh, Eli was getting a little toddler to help him around the the place, to help him clean things up, to to. Another son that he had to raise, maybe he could do better with this one than with his older sons that were scoundrels, it says in 1 Samuel chapter 2. They worshiped because God had granted the request. God had answered the prayer. God had provided a co-laborer. God was lifting up Samuel to do something extremely special. He had planned this time before he was born. He knew the delay it was going to take in Hannah before she gave birth to this son. She knew that Hannah would struggle, that she would not want to give away this child, but Hannah would keep her promise. And now... Hannah said, I'm giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped the Lord there. They didn't worship Elkanah because finally he was able to get Hannah pregnant. They didn't worship Hannah because finally she became pregnant and gave birth to a boy. They did not worship Eli because he said, oh, your request is going to be granted. But they worshiped the Lord there. They knew from where their help came. And so Hannah's prayer and Samuel 2, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one better besides you. There is no rock like our God. There is no rock like our God. Hannah's prayer. And on this Mother's Day, may I suggest, may I Act. May I reach out? May I share with you the fact that God has a plan for us, that God cares about us, that God loves us, that God wants to care for us in such a way that we know him and that we make him known. On this Mother's Day where great pain has happened, where things have taken place, where you have feared being alone, where you have struggled with your life, God has proven himself faithful. And we can say, Happy Mother's Day. We can say that God is for you. We can say, thank you for giving us the opportunity to love Jesus. And maybe you're a mom and you're just holding your kid, your child, your son, your daughter so close and you don't want to give them to the Lord be like Hannah and follow through. If then, if God, I have breath in my lungs, then let me give my children to serve you. Whether it's away in Grand Rapids, Michigan at Cornerstone University, or if it's away in the Midwest to work full time, overtime to make money, may we give our children away that they would know God's love, that they would understand his faithfulness, that they would experience his truth and live for him in a way they can't do on our coattails. So on this day, we say happy Mother's Day. We say thank you for loving God and living in such a way where we give 
what he gives us back to him that he would lift up, that he would magnify, that he would glorify. So Jesus, we thank you for this Mother's Day. We thank you for this time we can celebrate who you are and what you've done and the fact that we have moms in this congregation that love you and need you and that have your help and your strength and your freedom and your salvation to give their children, your children, the knowledge and the truth that you are the Savior, that you are the helper, that the comforter is here. So we thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. We love you and we are so grateful for each of you.